Hi, it's Nikki here and I'm jumping in just before the episode begins to let you know that from the 5th to the 18th of September 2022, the doors are open to the Thrive First Method and you can join us anytime. The link is in the show notes or you can just head to www.tlb.org.uk forward slash TT checkout. To help you decide if it's right for you, I have recorded a series of podcast episodes. So that's from episode 94 to episode 97. And in these, I've covered every question I've been asked. I've brought on my clients as special guests so that you can hear what it's really like when we do this work together. So I hope whatever episode you're about to listen to today serves you, regardless of whether you're joining us or not. And if you are, I cannot wait to welcome you in. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Inner Work Conversation. I'm Nikki Cross and today I am joined by Charlotte Goss. I didn't mean to rhyme. Charlotte is a client of mine who is part of the Thrive First Method, but is also herself a business owner whose services I have personally used. Charlotte is a systems queen offering expansive virtual support for entrepreneurs, for business owners, and her focus is with her clients. It's all about creating space through streamlining and making things easier and untangling the tricky things and making them easy through automation and system setups and streamlining. And personally, the loneliest I have ever felt in my experience of business so far has been when I'm navigating things like launches and systems and tech. It's very dry. There's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of risk involved, especially when you're setting something up that can affect your clients. It can be a really lonely place. And what you need in those moments is someone who can support and collaborate with you to navigate through that. And that's very much been my experience with Charlotte. So I'd love to welcome her onto the Inner Work Conversation where today she's going to be sharing her experience of thriving first using the Thrive First method to make progress towards goals that are meaningful to her in her business. So welcome, Charlotte. What can I add to that, Nikki? What an introduction. You captured that more than I could probably myself. But yeah, hello, everybody. Um, I'm Charlotte. And Nikki's right. I am a systems queen. I have been obsessed with tech and systems from a very young age. And I do just that. I create space for people in their life and business. And that is really at the core of why I'm even here in business. So yeah, I support with system setup and I have a team of virtual assistants helping with all sorts of things from bookkeeping right through to social media management. That is what I do. I've been in business nearly two years now running this business and it's been a higgledy-piggledy journey to where I am now. I have been following your podcast for since I started in business two years ago. So I've known about you for a long time. When I started my business, it was very much this idea that I I wanted to create space for myself Mm. and for other people. That was always my goal. And on the outside, it kind of looked like I had a, a very structured approach to business. You know, I'm very much into batching, got all these productivity tools that I can draw on. You know, I kind of looked like I had my shit together, basically. But behind the scenes, I was completely frazzled, frantic, pulling my hair out and feeling like a complete imposter because I'm here telling other people how to create space and I'm working till 10 o'clock every night on the laptop. Yeah. Yeah. And the more that I tried implementing these productivity tools, you know, we all know them, don't we? Like the 
I mean, I, I do swear by this. This um, I've got it in my hand. It's like a little uh, Pomodoro clock. But those things like that, the hacks, they yeah. were not they were not getting me to where I wanted to be, which was a place of feeling like I had space in my life and business. Mm-hmm. So it got to a point where I was absorbing all of the knowledge. I was reading mm-hmm. all of the books. I was applying all of these hacks and techniques and it still wasn't working. So yeah. when I came across Thrive Together, which is what it was at the time, I knew about it for a while and I didn't sign up to it because I thought it's an investment. You know, I, I can't be spending money on another course or another membership because yeah. we do that, don't we, in business? Mm-hmm. We hop mm, from one yeah. thing to the next. Yeah. And I thought, I don't want to do that. So I sat with it for, for a while. And I think you shared something online and I just thought, I really loved your authenticity and your rawness and your unfiltered approach. And it just spoke to me. And I thought, I'm just going to join. I'm going to join, bite the bullet. And I did. And yeah, I've not, I've not looked back. Yeah, It's pretty special because of that ongoing support. There's definitely times when you need more support and less support, but because we pair the actual method with the ongoing live calls, I think that's where it sort of all comes together quite beautifully. I I agree with you, Charlotte, there's productivity tips and hacks that we can learn and try and implement till the cows come home. But actually, it's not so much when you are implementing these productivity tips and hacks, but more so I am the one holding myself back. I can use the Pomodoro clock. I can use the calendar blocking. I can use the to-do list with a set order of priorities. But actually, that's not the reason that I'm not getting this important thing done. That's not the reason why I'm avoiding taking time out for myself. That's not the reason why I'm people-pleasing and not setting boundaries with others and myself in the first place. But what would you say to someone who's like, I like the sound of this but I'm already operating at 100% capacity, where am I going to find the time to sit and do the modules? Oh God, where do I start? I I was at a place where I was operating over capacity. So I was doing more client work than I could actually fit in to the time I had available. This isn't something else to do. It's It's not an extra program on top of all of that. It really is a stripping back and a zooming out to be able to see what how you're showing up in business. I think with the time aspect, I didn't realize how much time I had in my week before this method. Like I was just going, 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 cramming in where I could, shoving more things in where it's possible, mm. trying to reach those inc- income goals. At no point did I zoom back out and I think that's one of the biggest things from the method is it is this opportunity to zoom back out and really see how you're showing up where you're spending your time and and defining what thriving is because without that foundational work how what direction you're going in 100% because as well as having these goals we're humans when you when you defined that, when you were like, yeah, do you know what? This is what thriving looks like to me. Did anything come up for you that you were like, wow, I'm surprised by that? I think the biggest thing, I mean, I've got a post a post-it on right in front of me about what thriving looked like to me. And I look at that all the time because I need that physical reminder in front of me. Cause I can 
I can lose sight of it. But the biggest thing was about intention. That, that's what I uncovered. Thriving to me looks like being intentional with my time. And I wasn't being intentional with my time. And one of the other things that came up is this idea around discipline, which I've always had a really negative association with that word. It felt like very hustle culture and pushing hard. But actually, today I'm practicing discipline is a mantra that I come back to. And that's come out through, through doing this work. I love that. Because to me, practicing discipline actually sees me stepping away from my business. Are you the same? Yeah. I don't think there's many hour ones that you miss live. And that's discipline in itself. Sometimes we don't want to do the things that actually help us to thrive because it's easy not to, right? It sort of leads me on actually to the next thing that I wanted to speak to you about. Okay, so just to give you guys a bit of an overview, module one is connecting to yourself. So that's that's the module where we define what exactly does thriving look like to you in your mind, your body, and your spirit? And what are your preferences? Who are you? Because you're not like them. You're not like them and you're not meant to be like them. You've got a specific set of life circumstances that only apply to you. You've got a specific brain with your own nuances and your own preferences and your own needs, right? We actually really, really hone in on what, who are you and what's important to you. Module two is all about your goals. We practice that monthly. We zoom out and then we zoom back in. We get really clear on what's important to you that month. Modules three, four, and five is plan, do, review. And in a recent interview with Sam Harmon, we talked about no one wants to do review. Everyone wants to avoid review because we actually don't want to look back. The bit that I'd actually like to speak to you about is the do aspect of it. Because in the do module, that's where I teach you how to actually navigate your week. So yeah, it's amazing. You've got this great plan, but the do aspect is the bit that teaches you how to navigate obstacles, how to self-coach, how to meet resistance within yourself. Can you talk to me about your experience with the through the week bit? Not the planning and not the review, but the the actual, right, I'm in my week, I'm doing shit. How does that look for you? Does it always go to plan? No, it does not go to plan. And that's fine because I've got the method to support me. Firstly, before I do, apologies about the woofing in the background. It's Buffy. She's my pug, Jack Russell. She's barking in the background. So apologies about Um, the noise. Don't apologize. She is more than welcome to the inner work conversation. Just to clarify, we're joined by Charlotte and Buffy today. Please don't apologize. All dogs, welcome to the inner work conversation. And if you are listening along and you are walking your dog or just chilling out with your dog, we want to see that too. Do you want to just take a little picture of that and tag us on Instagram? That would be great. The more dogs, the merrier. But yeah, go on. So you're right. Sometimes you can think, right, I've got the plan at the start of the week and, you know, I've invested this time and there we go. Without this self-coaching that you call it throughout the week, that would just completely go to shit. And it does because you've said before, a plan is is just a plan and it can be a really robust plan, but things crop up in the weeks. For example, I got a call a couple of weeks ago from my child's nursery. Mm. We needed to go and pick up a child. And it's in those moments I could just say to myself, oh, sod it. I'm just going to not do my, my high value activities. And it's, it's this self-coaching piece I find really beneficial. It's this pausing in the moment. And this is yeah. what I do. I pause in the moment and I'll 
talk to myself like I'm another person in a way yeah and I'll say right Charlotte is this just mind drama is this just you spiraling into thoughts which are totally unhelpful what can you practically do about this previously I was quite a bury my head in the sand person just bury my head get on with it just cram it in where you can it'll all be fine it'll all be fine and I don't do that now I like take that time to zoom out and think what can I practically do about this Mm -hmm. who can I speak to who who can I maybe delegate something to instead of just oh this has happened to me why does nothing go my way which is definitely kind of thought processes that would have happened before and those thoughts crop up still yeah of course they do but I have this tool where I pause I zoom Mm -hmm. back out and I'm able to to come, you know, redirect. Yeah, yeah. And and actually deal with the issue. Because for a lot of us, when we don't deal with the issue, when we do bury our head in the sand, and it, it plays out for all of us in different ways. So what it can look like for some people is, well, fuck it. If I can't do all of it, I'm not doing any of it. And we go into the mode of, well, I'm just going to sit and watch Netflix then. Because... I can't do the plan perfectly. So I'm not going to do any of it. So if I'm going to fail, I'm going to fail royally. Some of us go into overdrive. So we, we're like, okay, this interruption just happened to my week. I still need to do everything that I said I was going to do in the perfect way. So instead of finishing and work at four o'clock today, I'm going to pick my child up, spend time with her. Then I'm going to do more work till 10 o'clock tonight. And there's a part of the Thrive First Method where we talk about restoring your energy and not spending more energy in any given day that you can replenish. So these interruptions don't then have to act as like some sort of stick that we beat ourselves with. What's your experience been in the past, Charlotte, around like overworking and making sure that you're just meeting deadlines at any cost? Yeah, definitely. Um I do it both ways. So some of the time I used to get really overwhelmed by the enormity of it all and what was piling up and then just zone out of it and think I'm just going to procrastinate now because I feel too overwhelmed by it. I don't do that Mm -hmm. as much now. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I would spend my whole evenings working till 10 o'clock to make up for it. Mm. We talked about this. One of the things that I asked you guys to consider in the Thrive First Method is about when noticing your your own body's rhythms so that's not only about like if you have a monthly cycle noticing that about yourself but it's also about in your day so for me as an example I wake up and I am just I've always been this way where I'm just on as soon as I wake up I'm like Ping! and in the morning for me is the best time to get my work done that requires the most courage or motivation because I just seem to operate better really early in the morning. And for me, what I used to do was be like, cool, so I'm going to maximize on that, but I'm still going to work till six o'clock at night. So I, I remember at the beginning of my business, starting work at like half five in the morning, doing a couple of hours where I could get the most done, then getting ready and getting JJ ready for school and all this, but then actually keeping on going till like six o'clock at night and it's like oh shit I need to actually respect and honor my body's natural rhythms and preferences but not then punish myself for it you know the concept of 
giving yourself that grace what about you like what are your natural rhythms and how do you honor them do you honor them Mm, I do now just on what you were saying then that it's just brought up that that discipline word for me again because when I say I'm practicing discipline now it's the discipline to stop and to prioritize so yeah just just on that point but before this method I didn't think about my energy I didn't Mm. think about when I best work or when I'm most productive or how much work I can do or if I have a client call for example or if I have maybe two or three I'm not going to be able to go and do a load of client work after those calls because that will be something that takes a lot of energy from me I'm not like you in the sense that I can't just, I'm not raring to go first thing in the morning. I need to ease into my day, which is really hard with a three-year-old. Like there is no easing into your day. So, (laughs) so it's kind of, it is quite go, go, go when I get up and then I'll come back. I will ease into things. I'm not rushing into 9am client calls like I used to before I started doing the method. I don't have nine in the morning client calls anymore. And I do my best work kind of 10 till one, I would say. That's what I've identified as like my, that's when I'm doing my best best work. Gets to three o'clock, I am not going to be doing anything. I will have very light admin work now after three o'clock. And I'm still aiming to, it doesn't happen every day, but to try and finish at four. And for anyone listening who is never going to join the Thrive First Method, what would your advice be around that, around actually acknowledging what works for you what works for you and your preferences and the way you like to do things because actually you don't need to join the thrive first method to practice some of this shit you could literally take some of the concepts that we've talked about today and go off after this episode and apply them into your life and business but i think quite often it's so normal for us to just operate in ways that we always have because that's what's always been expected for most of us we've held down a job and a career for a long time And we've been at our desk at nine o'clock doing all of the things. What would your advice to someone be when they're starting to consider how they like to work? I think it's it's quite easy to listen to something like this and then think, oh, well, they they do that. I'm going to try doing that as well. Like there's Mm. so many formulas for how to plan your time for productivity. But I would say it's not something that you can just work out in a day you can't just think well what are my preferences it took me I would say two weeks of of really intentionally monitoring myself and reviewing at the end of each day so what I did is I I went through my normal working week just as I normally would I didn't pretend and start forcing this bizarre formula for for working I was just reviewing myself at the end of the day I think I did this maybe for a week and I just looked all noticed when I was procrastinating, noticed how I felt. I used to have this approach, this real heavy approach to my work. And I would feel like bracing myself every morning. Like, right, here we go. Let's get on with the day. Yeah, that's exactly how I used to be. Yeah, I would say maybe for a week, just sitting back and reviewing after each day and just noticing how did that feel for me today? What, you know, what did I do? And I think that's a really different approach, isn't it? Than I will follow this productivity tool that I've read in this book. Totally. I really want to highlight for anyone who might think that that's what the method is. It's not going to give you 
steps to follow. It's not going to give you formula or a strategy to use. It is going to help you to find your own. And it is going to help you to practice finding your own. Because just like Charlotte said, it doesn't happen overnight. You really do have to practice it in order to get closer to yourself in all of it, you know? It's this like reconnection to yourself, isn't it? It is a reconnection to yourself. One of the one of the words that you kept using was noticing. When was the last time you created space in your week to notice? And I'm not talking here about like sitting down for an hour journaling and in, intentionally noticing. I'm talking about creating the space in your week actually as you are navigating, you know, conversations and getting shit done and all of the things to actually notice the things that Charlotte mentioned. How did I feel? Oh, hang on. How do I feel in this moment? Like you just said, for many, 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 many of us, we would start our day with strap in, brace yourself, let's go. It's horrible, really, when we think of what we're doing to ourselves. When's that going to end? Does that feel good to us? Does that put us in the right place? If we don't even want to think about our own well-being, does it even put us in the right place to serve our clients or our team or our community? Probably not, right? No, I used to. I feel like I used to bring quite a stressed energy to my team and to Mm. even my clients actually and that isn't serving my whole point is my whole mission in business is creating space for people a frantic quick voice note sent to them blah 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 blah. is that creating space for them no I was I wasn't serving in the way that I intended to it feels like a really radical radically different approach Mm. it is right it's not how we're taught to do things how we're taught to do things is I think the opposite. When every time we go into hour one every single week, the first thing that we do is actually plan into your week the things that help you to thrive. That's why it's called the Thrive First Method. There are going to be times in life and in business where you get a call from your kid's nursery and you have to put them first. You just There's no other way about it. You actually do have to put them first over the thing that you were going to do or the nice lunch that you were going to have or the walk that you were going to take. What the method is about is the radical difference in the approach that we take, the way that we plan out our time and the thinking behind it. We are never taught to thrive first. We are taught you can thrive if you've been good enough, if you've achieved enough, if you've been productive enough. You can thrive when you have satisfied other people or you've you can thrive when you've achieved the promotion or the whatever the pay increase or whatever it is this is about noticing what helps you to thrive and actually on a very granular basis putting it in your fucking calendar all the way from going to that gym class all the way through to buffer time and obligation free time yeah no it's not how we've been taught to do things and people are quite shocked when they join that it's taken me a little while to actually do this. Did any resistance come up for you at the beginning? Yeah, so much resistance. When I first started, I was there at hour one all the time. But it brought up some really uncomfortable feelings for me. Some really about how I was approaching my working day, about how I actually didn't, I, I didn't know what thriving looked like for me. So I was working towards these goals. And I would say, you know what? 
I was pretty good at planning in my goals and like working towards them. But when when I would get to that goal, it wouldn't feel good. And it would feel like, oh, right. And I think the missing piece is the journey along the way. If you can yeah. feel, you know, you can feel like you're thriving along that along the route. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it brought up so much review. I still fight against it now, even though I know that it's a really integral part. Whenever I do the review at the end, it just creates this space for me to go into my weekend without the mind chatter constantly. Mm. Of course, review does help us to go into our weekends intentionally. It's about energetically parking shit on a shelf and knowing within yourself, when I get back on Monday, and I take that stuff off the shelf, I'm going to deal with that then. And not only am I going to deal with it then, I'm going to be supported to deal with it then. So I'm just going to leave it on the shelf for now. And the world isn't going to fall apart while I do, you know? Before we wrap up, there's two questions that I want to ask you. If anyone is on the fence, they want to join, they want to sign up to the method, but they're just not sure about it. So they're in a place where they want to invest in themselves. They think it's right for them, but they're just not sure about it. What would you say to that person? So what I would say is there needs to be some some courage. I think it's not this is not another to do. This is not another program where you're going to get some quick wins and implement them. It it is an overhaul to the way you approach business. It is going to take some courage from you and it will probably be uncomfortable at times. So it it depends where you are at in mm-hmm. your life, mm-hmm. whether it is an appropriate time actually for you to, to be dealing with some of these uncomfortable things that it might bring up. Yeah. I know for me, I was ready for that and mm-hmm. I, I was ready for a big change, but it is not just a, a program of three months and then you, you know, you're out. It is an overhaul. So really think about are you ready to do the work and really yeah. look at yourself. It's funny you should say that because I recently interviewed Sam Harmon, the style editor, and she literally said, you need to be prepared to do the work. You are so right. This isn't just something that you consume and feel good about consuming. This is something that you practice. That's why I called it a method, because you have to practice the method in order to get the results, you know, both in your inner world and in your outer world. So thank you so much. That is such good insight and wisdom the second question that I have for you before you leave us is if someone joins and they were new what guidance would you give to them particularly like you've just said there it can be uncomfortable at times and it can be difficult and in your words Charlotte that discomfort as you said is going to come up so I want you to put yourself in a mindset of speaking to someone who has recently joined they've recently signed up to the Thrive First Method what advice would you give them I would say choose courage and communicate and speak up because it would have been really easy for me at the beginning through those deeply uncomfortable feelings that were coming up for me to just keep it in and keep it to myself. Mm -hmm. But I chose courage and I chose to, you know, drop, you know, all the things that my ego tells me. I dropped all of that and I, I was maybe a bit more vulnerable than what I'm used to. And I just decided to be honest and, you know, get in the chat during hour one and, and just speak up and allow myself to welcome in help 
and support because my usual approach to things would have been just hyper independent you know I can do this myself I've got the tools I'll just Mm -hmm. go off and do it all myself but it was only in the opening up and and sharing the thoughts that were going through my head that shifts really happened for me yeah so it's also to say that it may feel uncomfortable at the beginning and it did for me and you know I did keep showing up to hour one at the beginning but everything in my body at the start was telling me run away run away I'm so glad that I stuck with it because I don't have the same approach anymore to business. I don't have this heaviness. I have a lightness and an ease. There are times when it doesn't feel like that, but I've just got this toolkit to kind of come back to that again. Yeah. Even if you've got no intention of joining and signing up to the Thrive First Method, you could literally apply that guidance to the book you're reading at the moment. You could apply that guidance to the marketing course you're taking at the moment. You could apply that guidance that Charlotte's just given to anything that you're navigating in terms of sticking with it when resistance is coming up, when discomfort is coming up. So thank you for telling potential future Thrive First method practices that guidance, but also for those of you listening who are actually feeling that right now about something completely different, Thank you for offering that wisdom and guidance for them as well, because it applies. Mm -hmm. So firstly, thank you so much for sharing everything that you have today. Charlotte's just had a beautiful website. Which I which I outsourced, by the way. Oh, of course you did. Who was that? So she's called Bex and it's True Nature Dreams. I'll link Bex in the um, show notes. But yeah, like I'm going to be linking all of the ways that you can find Charlotte. You can find Charlotte at charlottegoss.com. And you can also find her over on Instagram with the handle of charlottegossva. Charlotte, thank you so, so much for being with us today. We all appreciate your presence and Buffy's too. You are, your wisdom and all of the guidance that you shared today is so, so appreciated. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And thank you for bringing this method to life. It is a gift to the world. So thank you, Nikki. You're welcome. It's totally a pleasure and a privilege.